Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So, CNN, I'm not sure. I guess either they are um, really, really bad at journalism or they are not interested in investigating the allegations made by one Tony Bobolinsky. Allegations that were spelled out yesterday in a closed hearing in front of congressional committees that are investigating whether or not to impeach Joe Biden under uh, over uh, various uh, corruption claims, virtually all of which center around the um, influence peddling operation that the Biden crime family participated in, allegedly. But look, uh, like all the evidence points in one direction. I mean, there is a perfectly reasonable explanation for why all of this evidence seems to line up in in, in one direction, and it's because they were, in fact, selling influence, right? You don't create all of the shell companies. You don't move the money around as they did. You don't pay out the money to various members of the family, like daughters and wives, who then turn around and make deposits into other shell LLCs. You don't do those things unless you are doing them for the purpose of confusing anybody that takes a look. And remember, one of the emails between these various business partners and um, and the Burisma folks was what? Was that no one's going to figure this out. It's going to take them 10 years to unwind all this stuff if they even ever start looking. That was That was the intent. They said that in their emails. And the only reason we know of all of the transactions and we know of all of these emails and the correspondence is because Hunter Biden left the laptop at the repair shop. And then the intelligence community, along with big tech and their media allies, tried to convince everybody that that story was not true. And by the way, about half of the country believes that it's not true to this day. Um, and when told of the, uh, the story, it could have actually swung somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10% of the voters in the last election cycle could have swung them over to, uh, Donald Trump, which by the way, has always been a more convincing argument about the election being stolen from Trump. Right. This dirty trick that the Democrats and media, but I repeat myself and big tech played right by uh, by censoring the New York Post story on the laptop, by putting out uh, the letter from the 51 intelligence agency veterans, these experts, many of whom had no idea what information was even on the laptop. They didn't know what the story was. They just signed a letter because John Brennan asked them to. So, um, you got Bob Alinsky, a former partner, who has provided hard drive copies to the FBI, 
to Congress as well. I kind of get the suspicion that he would give a copy over to a media outlet too if they wanted, and then they could try to track that down. But CNN, probably apparently not interested. Here's how they report their story on Bobolinsky testifying yesterday behind closed doors to uh, congressional investigators. A former Biden, fa- oh, sorry, headline. Let me start with the headline. Headline, former Biden family business associate recycles unproven allegations to House panels. This is one of the things that media likes to do um, is they will say, you know, without evidence, make the claim without evidence. Here they say recycles unproven allegations. So the, re- the use of the term recycles, that's a pejorative, right? There, there's a negative connotation being used to this, recycle, to this uh, framing by calling it recycling. Not that recycling is automatically a bad thing, right? But when you recycle it, it means that like, oh, here they go again. You're trotting this thing back out, right? It's, this is why when I was a reporter, I would always say things, uh, uh, use words like says. So-and-so says. Because... It is neutral. I'm not taking any position. I'm not trying to uh, to put my thumb on the scale to tell you that somebody means something the way they're saying this thing. No, just they say this, and this other one says that. But in this case, that he is re- Bobolinsky is recycling unproven allegations. They want to make that very clear. Here he goes again with the unproven allegations, which. Now, by the way, all allegations would be unproven, right, until they're proven. And then once they're proven, then are they really allegations at that point? But he says he has evidence. He has presented this evidence. But they are uninterested, I guess, in confirming it or investigating it. Here's the report by by two people, Annie Grayer and Marshall Cohen, a former Biden uh, family business associate, levied critical but unproven allegations against President Joe Biden in a closed-door House interview resurrecting claims that he has lobbed since 2020. There it is again. He's lobbed the claims. He's not made the claims. He's not... First, they say levied critical allegations, that he levied critical allegations. Okay, well, levied is a pretty neutral term there, but resurrecting claims, in other words, bringing them back from the dead. Oh, I'm sorry, were they dead? No, they were not dead. These accusations haven't gone anywhere. Now, for people like you and me who are aware of these allegations for four years and have been kind of curious as to why nobody's talked to Tony Bobolinsky all this time, not even the federal investigators, not even the special prosecutor, Weiss, right? Not even, not even the guys that were looking into the Hunter Biden stuff. Not, none of them. Not even uh, special counsel Robert Hur. He didn't talk to Bobolinsky. Why isn't anybody talking to Bobolinsky? Why doesn't anybody want to know whether these uh, unproven allegations are provable? Over the past several years, Bobolinsky seemingly shared his story with anyone who would listen. Uh, uh, so would CNN listen? Do you guys have any stories on Bobolinsky and the? Well, anyway, you get the point. Um, But his loftiest claims that Joe Biden was deeply involved in his son's overseas business deals are still uncorroborated and have been undercut by other key witnesses. So 
How about CNN? Have you guys undercut his uh, his evidence? His like, have you tried to corroborate or disprove these things? No. CNN, they say, has not independently verified the underlying evidence that he says supports his claims. So they've not independently verified the underlying evidence. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Did he give it to you? Did you ask these other people, hey, was this your email? What did this mean? They don't say. Seems pretty important, right? If you're trying to verify or rule out, seems like you could have done so. By taking possession of the evidence and his emails, the 10% for the big guy and all of those exchanges, and then track down each of the people, ask them what is what did this email mean? And then if they won't talk to you, then that tells me they may have something to hide. Which, by the way, they have more of a motive to lie in all of this than Bobolinsky does. Some breaking news here. I don't want you to be overly concerned. I'm not trying to scare you, but you need this information. And according to a report here that I have seen from, uh, where did it go? There were three different uh, House Select Intelligence Committee members. Here we go. NBC News quoting three sources familiar with the threat. Says, quote, one says this is a serious issue. That could lead to a destabilizing situation and national security threat. Described it as a potential foreign threat, but would not say where the threat is coming from. That's from a Democrat source. Um, And then three members of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. One called it disturbing, this threat. Another said the issue is a longer-term concern. It's not a today thing. And a third confirmed, quote, it's a serious issue but not an immediate crisis. However, it is still unclear what it is, what the threat is. There was a statement put out by the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, Mike Turner, who said, quote, Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. End quote. That's all the information we have got. That there is a threat, a serious national security threat, and the chairman of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence is requesting that the president declassify all of the information related to the threat so this way everybody can know what it is. And I, not knowing anything else about the threat, uh, I would concur with that. I would very much like to know what the threat is. Thank you very much. So, as to be better prepared. Speaking of being prepared, what have you done to prepare yourself? Do you have the, do you have water? Do you have a full tank of gas? Do you have some food stocks? I'm just letting you know, like if it's, if I'm trying to take out a society as advanced as ours, I'm going for the, uh, the electric infrastructure, right? Going for energy.
take out everybody's energy, can't do anything. So I'll keep you posted. Like I said, we've got different uh, comments here from different. This is a national security reporter from Politico who said three different members on the HPSCI said that it's not an immediate thing. It's not a today thing. It's not an immediate crisis, but nobody will say what it is. Okay. Um, all right, back to the CNN story uh, about the former Biden family business associate. This is uh, Tony Bobolinsky, who sat for an interview with uh, the House committees that are investigating Joe Biden. And while the interview was ongoing, the top Democrat on House Oversight, Jamie Raskin of Maryland, Democrat, uh, he slammed Bobolinsky's credibility, saying he was trying to spin two encounters with Joe Biden into substantive business meetings. Okay, so that's what they're saying, according to CNN and Raskin, that this guy wasn't really a part of any of the deals. He had two encounters in back-to-back days in May of 2017 that were casual. They could even really be described as meetings. And uh, he says, by his own account, they did not involve discussion of Joe Biden and business. So this is then a witness who I think can be charitably described as out of control. (laughs) He offers absolutely no testimony that indicates any criminal activity by President Biden. He offers no suggestion or evidence that President Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's businesses. Even after first going public in 2020, none of the federal stakeholders, including the Justice Department, FBI, or IRS, have contacted him for his testimony. Bobolinsky says that. He approached the FBI on October 2020. He sat for an interview, but they never followed up, and neither has the special counsel. And so Democrats point to this and say, see, there's nothing there, there. Of course, you know, the FBI didn't track down the laptop and tell everybody about that either. And then when the laptop contents were divulged, the FBI allowed the letter to go out and didn't push back and say, no, it's legitimate, even though they knew it was. Right. So far be it for me to suggest that the FBI might not be a neutral actor in all of this. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out uh seeing a report here about this threat uh serious national security threat and a request that the president declassify all information relating to it um who is this walter bloomberg um reporting the national security oh citing cnn The national security threat is a highly concerning and destabilizing Russian capability. So it's a Russian capability that we are aware of. What do you think that means? I mean, aside from a boxer 
that can kill people with his bare hands because he's so strong. Aside from that, oh, and uh, uh, a bear, like a large bear that drinks vodka. Aside from that, what are the capability? What kind of capability are we talking about here? I'm thinking. All right, so I think. All right, I just my mind goes to a couple different places. Like number one, electric grid. Take out the electric grid capability. Number two, cyber attacks, which might also take out the electric grid, but could also take out things like the water systems, right? Or maybe just dump a whole bunch of uh, uh, poison in the water systems. That's another thing you could do. Um, oh, what about that 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 beam or whatever that they they point at people's brains and it like gives them gives them like aneurysms and stuff and like right wasn't that something and they're like uh, uh, hearing issues they go right ruptures eardrums or something like some supersonic or hypersonic something or other mm. that could be it too I'm thinking just shoot up a bunch of substations not the restaurant not the sub shop but the because that would be substation two. But the the uh, no the the electrical substations that have been getting shot up all over the country we've talked about it there was two of them that got taken out in uh, North Carolina what a year ago or so and uh, and you know nobody's ever been caught for any of those things so maybe something like that right you can shoot up the substations I mean good thing we haven't been letting a whole bunch of people into the country just you know without signing in the guest book. Because that, like, I would be really worried then, you know, I would be really worried if, like, we had just a completely open border and people were just flowing in and then these bad actors that wanted to harm us might have an easier time doing something like that, smuggling some, you know, really nasty stuff into America. But thank goodness we got, we got the adults back in charge, you know, because otherwise I would be, I'd be a little concerned. Richard, welcome to the program. Hello, Richard. How are you? Hey, doing good. Good. Uh, j- just calling in on the uh, what the Russian capability might be, but uh, there was a an interview on Fox News that I saw uh, reported earlier today, um, and uh, basically there was some type of ransomware attack that used the file transfer protocol they had gotten into, and um, so I'm thinking it's they're in the critical infrastructure systems. And this was like a teaser, like, mm. hey, we have the capability, so be warned type deal. I don't know. Well, maybe if that, right. So I would say then, yeah, like this, and maybe this is why the, the, uh, the chairman of the committee is, is urging the declassification of all the information. Cause if it's something like that, it's a, if it's a capability, then yeah, let everybody know, Hey, don't, don't open the files. Don't don't click on the links, right? Don't do these things that, you know, like your 80-year-old uh, grandparents do. Don't click the links. I, I tell people all the time, you're going to send me something in an email, I'm not opening it. I'm not opening any links. Um, but what is the file transfer? Uh, what? How is that different than uh, than just like a phishing deal? I, I, I'm not real sure. It could oh. be phishing or it could be that they've embedded in that protocol and so now they're they're able Mm. to send stuff without you really knowing it oh so i don't know could Mm. be that now 
fingers crossed, maybe they've infected Facebook and uh, and Instagram, and so now we can all delete those apps. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that, that, that could very well be I'd, the case. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. Uh, Richard, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right, man. Yeah, that's that's concerning. I'm okay. Look, I'm not. I'm gonna, not going to answer any more email. I will do this for America. But I will, just like I stayed home during COVID. You know, as an introvert, I'm. I can do that for. I mean, I can do that for America. Um. Speaking of intelligence, the U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 20... Oh, by the way, do you think maybe the Russian capability thing might be targeting the elections? Or maybe give us like a COVID-related thing where we have to stay home for the country before the election? So we're going to have to do more mail-in ballots? See, this... The amount of damage done by the, quote, experts, you know, by the, uh, the these these institutional actors, these people that uh, demand credibility because they are, you know, making appeals to authority because they are the authority. I am the officials. I, you know, this appeal to expertise and all of that. Once you destroy your credibility, you, you don't get it back. And now... You don't just like we're seeing with people not getting vaccinated for all the other vaccines because of the COVID stuff, right? Nobody trusts these institutions and these experts anymore. These are very real problems. So when you're taking account of the pros and cons and how everybody handled COVID, Governor Cooper, I'm looking in your direction, Mandy Cohen, right? And everybody's like, oh, they did such a great job. Did you? Did you really? A lot of things on the other side of the ledger, you know? New York Post reporting the U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump, 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election, which triggered the allegations that the former president's campaign had been colluding with Russia. So this is new. This indicates, this report indicates that the CIA went to the five eyes, right? That would be U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, mate, and New Zealand. Kiwi, right? They're the Kiwis? Aren't they Kiwis? They call them Kiwi? I don't know why, but they are. Anyway, five eyes. John Brennan, former communist. Not kidding. How how he became the head of the CIA, I do not know. But he identified and presented the targets to the five eyes. These are our partners in intelligence gathering and such. This is according to a report by Michael Schellenberger. You may recall Michael Schellenberger was the same guy who gave us the Twitter files. The report by not just Schellenberger, but also Matt Taibbi and Alex Gutentag has not been confirmed yet by the New York Post. 
they cite multiple unnamed sources, including ones close to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, which is led by Representative Mike Turner. Ooh, I wonder, is this related to what the to what the committee just published? What Turner just said about Russian capabilities and the threat? Is this what he's talking about? Is John Brennan a Russian asset? Maybe that's it. I think I just cracked the code. I'm just spitballing here, people, okay? I'm just a little old radio host. I don't know. But maybe, like John Travolta in Phenomena, maybe I figured it out, you know, without even, like, having the brain aneurysm or tumor or whatever it was. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, Turner's office did not respond to the Post's request for comment. The U.S. intelligence community had identified the 26 Trump associates as, quote, people to bump. People to bump. What does that mean? That means to make contact with them or to manipulate them. It's spy speak. Bumping is when a a reason is manufactured to meet with a target of interest, and then you develop a relationship which could lead to intelligence. Sort of like Fang Fang with Eric Swalwell. Right? Bumping. Boots and uglies and everything else, but that's bumping. Bumping Trump people apparently goes back to March of 2016. Intelligence related to the alleged surveillance effort is housed in a 10-inch binder. Not full of women, as I understand it. Just a regular 10-inch binder. Um, Trump ordered that binder to be declassified at the end of his presidency. And it could contain evidence that multiple U.S. intelligence officials broke laws against spying and election interference. Slight problem. Nobody knows where the binder is anymore. Its whereabouts are unknown. Warrantless surveillance of U.S. persons is specifically prohibited by U.S. law. Last March, Special Counsel John Durham concluded that the FBI investigation of Donald Trump's alleged collusion with Russia was, quote, seriously flawed and had no basis in evidence after a four-year review of the probe. But on the plus side, you know, it... um, it did saddle Trump with the story for his entire first term, right? And that's really, that was really the the point. I mean, look, when you're going to manufacture this kind of allegation, you know at the end you're probably not going to be able to get away with it, right? You're probably, uh, or, or well, I take that back. You believe you're going to get away with it, but um, you know at some point down the road people are going to realize that it wasn't true, that a lot of this stuff was made up, it was manufactured, it was false information, disinformation, misinformation, right? But the point here is much like Harry Reid with his lie about Mitt Romney's tax returns, right? What did what did Harry Reid, the Democrat leader of the U.S. Senate, say about his lie after the election and Mitt Romney lost to Barack Obama? And what did Harry Reid say? Well, he didn't win, did he? Right? The ends justify the means. That's all that matters is you make up the lie. In that case, it was about Mitt Romney not paying taxes, which turned out to be false. But it created enough of a stench and it, it, it poisoned the well for a lot of voters. And that's what they heard. 
And so then they were like, I don't want to vote for Mitt Romney because he did this thing. And, you know, that that attack got amplified by media and Democrats. But I repeat myself uh, during debates, people used it against Mitt Romney and in their coverage and analysis afterwards. Right. And that's what happened with the Russia collusion thing, too. Now, last March, after Durham's report came out, remember, the FBI said that it had implemented dozens of corrective actions. Because otherwise, like had Durham not done the report, then the FBI would never have known that they were corrupt. Right. I mean, they like, oh, thank goodness. Durham came out with with his report because we had no idea how corrupt we were and all of the things that we did that were wrong and illegal. And thank you, John Durham. Now, don't worry, everybody. We have now adopted fixes to make sure that this kind of thing never happens again. They implemented dozens of corrective actions since the improper Trump probe and that, quote, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented had the reforms been in place in 2016. Now, you'll recall it was Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger who were involved in the publishing of the Twitter Files Expo. Right. Uh, Okay. Right. So they were involved in that expose, which detailed how social media companies and the management teams that were um, that were leading those companies silenced controversial voices and suppressed news items, most notably the New York Post's reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm sure it's all just coincidence, right? John Brennan going to the five eyes. John Brennan talking about, oh, this looks like a Russian disinformation operation. It's not really the real laptop, even though the FBI knew it was. Just a coincidence, I'm sure.